morning. Welcome to another episode of Out from the Cube. It's Tuesday, even though last week I promised to get one out on Monday and I'm behind a little bit. Um, I apologize for that. I want to do I do want to get into a cadence where I can get some of this stuff out quicker and have a Monday, Thursday routine. So I appreciate you listening. Last week uh, I did uh, how my Mondays are going to work. I'm going to do a review of the notes. Again, I, I read a fair amount. I uh, got some great new books this week that I want to share with you, and I listen to podcasts mostly right now, some Gary Vanderchuck things that uh, seem to resonate with me right now. Um, and But then I take a lot of notes, and ultimately on Mondays, I want to get and just kind of highlight the things that are uh, that I learned, that I, that I find important, that I do want to talk about, and try to make these quick 15, 20 minutes uh, where I can just kind of tell you what's, what, what I learned this week. So I learned a lot this week, but let me start uh, to get into more of a routine on kind of a format that might work. This was one of my bigger podcasts in terms of viewership or people clicking on links or people uh, uh, sending me notes through Twitter. Uh, so this resonated with some people to just get some quick shots. I talked to a, ge- a gentleman this past week named Jason Womack. Um, who I give a, a fair amount of credit to uh, as being somebody that I have met, had some discussions with, met him at a mastermind group this past uh, month, uh, the past month being the past 30 or so days, but last month being June, um, and ha- had some conversations with him on the phone. One thing he said about a podcast, and he said he did like 200 or 250 Friday episodes and did it for a number of years, it sounds like, but he never had his podcast be more than 10 minutes. And the reason he told me that was he wanted, uh, if you get longer than that, then people kind of lose what an action item, something they can do, something they can go out and achieve or something they can think about during the day. So if you go 50 minutes or whatever, you're just kind of getting lost in the minutia of it all. And I get that. Um, ultimately, he said, hey, you do what you want to do or what you feel is of value. We are going to do these interviews. If you have not listened, I've had two, I've had four or five really good interviews, I feel, not necessarily in me being an interviewee, but the, the, pers- the people that we have brought in. We have a number of them lined up, which is great. Uh, continue to meet people and people are reaching out to me that would like to be on the podcast, which is uh, flattering and uh, exciting. Uh, but uh, just the, the most recent one, if you uh, last week, we had uh, Aaron Branson on. Aaron is a good friend of mine, uh, lives in the community I live in, has an incredible family uh, and does a lot of service work uh, with his family, uh, with his church, uh, with the community. Uh, and is uh, uh, it's a great podcast, but we do get into what he does for a living. And that is uh, cybersecurity. If you have not listened to the Aaron Branson interview, uh, I encourage you to do that learn more about cybersecurity. If you were an IT guy and want to learn about that, he is on the marketing side. So he's not a developer where he's writing code and solving problems. And, uh, you know, as we said, sitting in a basement, a dark basement, writing code to beat hackers. So, but he, a uh, phenomenal interview. I was really inspired by it as well. The other thing uh, maybe worth uh, mentioning real quick is I did a quick four minute podcast over the weekend, or maybe it was Friday. Uh, where something just resonated with me. I am going to do those. I'm going to do quick two, four, five minute podcasts when something strikes me during the week. I'm not going to really amplify those out. I'm not going to put a whole bunch on Twitter. I'm not going to uh, bother people that much. But actually the four minute, uh, the four minute uh, podcast that I did put out uh, Friday uh, got a number of views, even though I didn't go on LinkedIn or on Twitter and try to amplify that or have people retweet things or like things, whatever it might be. Um, it did get a number of views. So that, I thought that was good. But uh, one thing I wanted to talk about with that 
is I talked about just being inspired. And it's, again, I'm not sitting here saying I've got all these great anecdotes and practices and action items for you to go out and do. I just, I read a, a quote, uh, I read something on a, a, a reaction or a comment that somebody said about the podcast. And it, and it made me happy that the last sentence was, hey, there's a lot in here to consider and I find something I can implement. So I have kind of beat that drum a little bit. Um, again, I'm just giving things, you know, I do this uh, for a variety of reasons. I do enjoy it, but one, it's to keep myself accountable to improving and taking notes and learning and making sure that my personal development's happening uh, on kind of a cadence. So, but I did talk about inspiration. So it was Bob Chapman, the CEO of a company here, the number, according to Forbes magazine, the third ranked CEO in the world. And he talked about two of the most important things a leader can do. Number one is uh, that you have to inspire people. And number two is you need to care about people. Those were his main things and how he builds his company and the manner in which he chooses to lead um, are built on those two things. Um, but then I talked about just being inspired. I talked about the the things I do in the morning to kind of get my blood going a little bit and the things I watch online, whether that be Gary Vee or Andy Frisella or Lewis Howes or whatever it might be, like the, the things that I can do to kind of center myself and get myself going and say, man, it's going to be a great day. But um, I kept thinking about the word inspire and what that really means. And so I just wanted to kind of circle back to that comment before I get into my notes here for the week. Um, and I've already eaten up five minutes of time. Um, but it's really the ability, if you are going to inspire somebody, if you're listening to this and you are a leader and you feel like, hey, that's something that you need to consider, or you think about how much you inspire people, I'm sure there's different meanings to it and different definitions or different strategies people may have to inspire. But for me, what that means to me is when I listen to something, say, say I listen to Gary Vanderchuk and he's talking about mindset and perspective and getting after it and crush, whatever it might be, right, to get me to feel like I'm going to dominate the day. That is that feeling. That is how he inspires me. He inspires me in such a way that I feel like I can accomplish anything, right? So that is how I get inspired. That's how that makes me feel. When I am inspired, again, this is just me. When I am inspired, I feel like I can do anything, that there's nothing this day is going to throw at me that I can't dominate, crush, overcome, goal, you know, accomplish goals. I can be the person that I want to be and I can achieve things. That's being inspired. Somebody's saying something to get my blood going a little bit or get, give me goosebumps like I can get after it. So that is how that is what making people feel like they can do anything, right? So how do you inspire? Do you make your people feel that way? How do you make your people feel that way? You get, everybody gets inspired a little different, right? So you've got to figure out and that's coaching and that's leadership and that's understanding your team dynamics and getting in, in into the mindset of each person on what kind of make, gets them inspired, right? I, you know, uh, I inspire, I try to inspire my kids every day. I want my kids to know whatever their goals are, and I know what my goal now, listen, I've got eight, and nine year olds. Their goals are going to be different when they're 18 and 19. I get that. But right now their goals are, I want to play in the NBA. Okay, perfect. Okay, one, then I'm going to inspire my kids centered around their goals and what they want to do and what they're passionate about now. So I make my kids feel like they can do that. I understand they have to want to understand the work that is involved in that. So if you're trying to inspire somebody to do something great on a on a sales team or an IT team, whatever it might be, you better understand uh, what their goals are, uh, the direction they'd like to go. But then you also 
better understand the, uh, and articulate the work that is involved in each one of those, uh, and, but inspire them. Even if, even if you sit there and tell a, from my situation, telling a kid that, hey, you can play in the NBA, this is what you can do, or showing them a video on YouTube of players that they could should look to be like. That's what I do. Like, hey, here's J.J. Redick, a guy that plays in the NBA, played at Duke. Like, you could be like this guy. But then you also have to sell what the work is, but also inspire them to do the work, inspire them that they can do the work. Like, how it's going to take like two hours in the morning and two hours at night. You're going to have to have great grades. You're going to have to play a lot. You're going to have to sacrifice some things. But man, you can do it. If that's really what you want, we can help you do it. We can help you do it. So anyway, I I give these, I, I get juiced up kind of giving these things. And I know I get off subject a little bit. We're eight minutes in. I haven't even got to my notes. But these are my notes this week. They do again. Uh, I'm going to give credit, but I don't know where everything I can't get every direct quote. I can't say this guy said this, this guy said that. Um, but I do know I listened to a lot of Gary V this week again, as usual. Um, some Andy Frisella listened to a lot of uh, Lewis Howes. Lewis Howes, H O W E S, is a St. Louis guy. I'm not sure if he grew up here, but he did go to high school here and um, college here, I believe, um, runs a podcast called The School of Greatness. And uh, Gary V calls it, has the Ask Gary V. Andy Frisella has a podcast called the uh, MF CEO Project, which MF stands for exactly what you think it would stand for. Um, let me go over real quick to get into kind of a cadence or a system here. Books and people or um, books, people, um, there was another thing here, um, or kind of words or, in, or websites to kind of think about. Um, but anyway, the people that I kind of, uh, stumbled across this week that I'm doing some research on, um, Jay Abraham, uh, Abram, I'm sorry, Jay Abram is a marketing expert. Uh, he was on the Lewis Howe show this week where he was talking about marketing and businesses. Um, I thought that was really good. Um, Tom Bill, you, I don't know if I'm saying that right, Tom, and then his last name is B I L. Y-E-U, kind of this lifestyle, self-improvement guy. Um, A quote here that I do have highlighted from him. I do know this came from him. He uh, he is passionate about working, working, like getting job, work stuff done, but he's also passionate about working out. And his comment here, he said, if I'm awake, I'm either working or I'm working out. Like those are the things he does. And that resonated with me. I had on my notes here, um, I uh, have it highlighted. Uh, if I'm awake, I'm either working or working out. Okay. If that were me, I'm I'm sitting down, uh, drinking a cup of coffee, watching Sports Center, doing a Rubik's cube, working my kids out in the front. You like? There's a plenty of other things I'm doing, uh, and I'm not staying as motivated or as disciplined as some of these other people. So again, it's trying to figure out one or two things every week that we can kind of strategy sayings or something we can do to get better. Um, the other person, uh, I learned a little bit about a, 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 a gentleman named Ryan Holmes. Ryan Holmes is the CEO of Hootsuite. Hootsuite is a online, uh, social media, uh, tool that you can kind of, uh, uh, collect and collaborate amongst all your social media platforms and kind of distribute things out. He was also on the Lewis House show where I, it was a, a quick five, 10 minute interview where they extracted some of his main points. Um, and he, he was really talking, uh, 
about some great things. So you could go get that. Two two books I got this week. I bought uh, bought three books this week. I've started two of them. Um, one is called Get Momentum by Jason Womack. I've told you about Jason. I've talked to him a few times. I met him at a keynote. Didn't really meet him at a keynote. Got introduced to him at a keynote, um, a, a mastermind where he was the keynote speaker. And the book that I'm really wrapped up in right now is a book called The Way of the Seal. Think like an elite warrior to lead and succeed. It is a book written by Mark Devine and uh, Commander, U.S. Navy SEAL, retired, but it is a book on leadership, self, um, self-improvement, um, success, uh, business, things of that nature uh, from the perspective of a Navy SEAL. It is a big book, but I ran across it while I was shopping at Sam's Club on Sunday, and for $9.98 seemed like to be a good deal. So the w- uh, Way of the SEAL, Get Momentum, those are two books that I'm engaged in right now and some of those people. Real quick, some things. Um, the theme of this week, if I were to look at all my notes and say, hey, what's the theme for the week? The theme without question for this week is to have more of a mindset of gratitude. That is just being grateful for what you have, grateful for who's in your life, grateful for what you're learning. And that really comes from Gary V. The secret to living is giving. And how do I give more? Um, I thought were really good. If you're in sales, and this is a like I'm bouncing. I understand I'm bouncing all over topics. So I get a variety of topics. I write quick things down. If you want to actually see my notes, I do take a picture of them and I put them on YouTube or I put them on Twitter. So if you're listening to this and you actually are, I, something strikes you uh, or you hear something that you want, that you want to come back to go to my Twitter account, click on the image. You'll see this image. It's really just a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but it's a page of notes. It's not that much, but uh, Gary V goes on to really talk about everything starts and end with him in terms of entrepreneurship, success, motivation, leadership teams is really a sense of gratitude. That gratitude is his fuel. Okay, here's the main thing I want to talk on today. Um, A couple other things that are in here that I will get to. This is the main thing I want to say. And I really, really liked this that I heard this week from Gary Vee. It resonates with me. He made it into, I heard it in a one hour uh, discussion he was having with some entrepreneurs in, uh, in New York City. And it, I loved it. I rewound it and rewound it and rewound it. And then he he wound up extracting it out and put it into like a three or four minute kind of, um, you know, not documentary, but episode of his. And this is what he said. He is sitting at a table and he is talking about glass half full, glass half empty, that some people see that glass. If it's halfway filled up and you've all heard that before half full or half empty, how you look at things. His thing right now, as is mine, is this great deal of being optimistic and positive about everything and and kind of eliminating these pessimistic cynics out of your life or people that are negative that bring you down, like just eliminating them from your life, which was an actual goal of mine in 2018 to just surround myself with great, impactful, positive, optimistic people. And he says the same thing, but this is what he does at this, uh, uh, during this discussion with some people in New York city, he, he takes the water and it's, this is this glass of water is probably three quarters full, but he starts commenting on this glass. Then he fills up kind of another glass that already has water in it, but then he still has water in it. He actually pours it on the floor. The remaining, uh, the, the remainder of the water in this cup is on, he pours out on the floor of his office. All that is left in this cup is like 
five drops, six drops, 10 drops, like not much, like drops, right? Just drops of water remain in this cup. And he looks at this and he was like, everybody looks as this is empty. I, I, I know what he, this is a direct quote from him. I know what to do with two drops and people don't know what to do with a full container. So he looks at this and he's kind of tipping it over on the side, on the side. He's got it kind of horizontal. The drops are about to fall out. And then they essentially eventually do fall out like these two, three, four drops of water fall on the table. And he was like, I know what to do with those two drops. I know what to do with two drops in this cup. And people have full containers of water, full containers. Their cup is overflowing and they don't know what the F to do with it, right? They don't know what to do with it. And I know what I can get more out of two drops. And I thought that was awesome. I thought that was the best thing of the week for me last week is that you're sitting around. People have full cups and don't know what the F to do with it. They don't know what to do with a full cup of water. And there are people out there that have two drops and they get more out of two drops than people get out of a full container. And he ended up being, uh, that got me juiced up. I showed it to some people I work with uh, in some meetings we had. Uh, They got a lot out of it. Something like that can't help but get you juiced up in the morning. Like my day right now, I'm recording this podcast on Tuesday. I did promise it on a Monday. It is 724 in the morning. And I'm sitting here that stuff like that gets me juiced up. Like, this is why I kind of listen to these podcasts. And this is why I work with some of the groups I work with, because it is all about being inspired. It's about waking up saying, man, today's going to be a great day. And I'm going to get out of the cube today. I'm going to do something. I'm sitting in this cube and I've got a full container of water. And there are people sitting in cubes right now that have two drops. And they're going to get more out of those two drops than these people that have everything in front of them. Education intelligence, experience, wisdom, connections, resources, all that, right? You know, uh, grew up in the right, you know, with the right family, with, you know, all that sort of stuff. And they're just not getting anything out of it. And then there's people, you know, that have two drops of water left. And they're going to be the people to get it done, that take the next step, that get out of the cube, that take, and I just think stuff like that's great. So that was my big, big takeaway. The other thing is I'm at 18 minutes. I'm not going to go over 25. How's that? I will cut myself off. Um, here's the last thing I want to talk about is uh, uh, one of these, uh, one of the people, it may have been Gary V. It may have been uh, one of these other people, but they just talk about complaining. It's so easy. It was Gary V. It's so easy to complain instead of doing the work. It's so easy to complain. It's easy to sit in the cubicle. It's easy to say, you know, people are changing things or doing different things or doing the thing you don't want. It's so easy to sit back and complain instead of getting up and trying to make an impact, trying to be more engaged, trying to provide more value. It's easy to just sit back and complain. So, and this resonated. I wrote this down. If you end up looking at my notes on Twitter later today, when I post this, you will see in the lower left corner, uh, it'll say can't complain. And there's a golf story to it. So at one point in my life, I used to golf a lot. I love it. Like if I could, if I won the lottery, I'd I'd be golfing every morning. Okay. I would wake up. I I would listen to some podcasts. I'd get juiced up for the day. Um, I would read a little bit and then I would be headed to a golf course, uh, to to just play. I, I love it that much. But since I, 
I used to do that when I coached basketball. Now that I don't coach basketball and I have two kids and I have a career that I need to be um, aware of and, and put the grind in to be better at, I don't go, I golf maybe twice a year, maybe twice a year. Okay. But when I was golfing a lot as a coach, a lot, and then I would go play. So I would go to driving ranges. I would go to putting greens. I would, I would have my clubs in the back of the car. I would be reading. I would get the magazines. I would be watching videos. I would be doing whatever. I, I was hooked. I was hooked on it. Saturday morning gone, figuring out if I can play nine on Sunday, driving range on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, getting ready for the weekend, get to play again. I loved it. I really enjoyed golf. But I would go out and have a bad round, and I would get mad. I would get really upset and not throwing clubs. I did play with people that would throw clubs and throw these fits and all that, but I would get so mad and it is an aggravating sport. So if you invest a lot into golf and you get a score of a 102, a 98, whatever it might be, right? Whatever is not good enough for you, man, that really gets your blood going. Like it really upsets you. And then all of a sudden I stopped playing. Now I golf twice a year. So I went out and played this past year uh, with some friends at a club here close by my house and did not play well, did not shoot well, did not hit the ball well, although I had some holes, you know, kind of those holes that make you come back, kind of kept doing that. But as I was playing that and I would have these horrible shots and I play now twice a year for the past eight years. I've, you know, played that much, right? When I used to play as much as I uh, said previous, but how, how can you get mad? So my point is this, I can't get mad. If I only play twice a year, you can't get mad. You can't complain. You can't sit there and say, and throw clubs and yell. If you only play twice a year, if you're, so it's kind of, you're committed or you're interested, right? Right now I'm just interested in golf. If I'm only interested in golf, then I can't complain. I'm not invested. I'm not uh, out there grinding it. Now, if I played as much as I used to and I go shoot a 92 or a 102, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to complain. I'm going to sit there and have a bad afternoon and because I'm more invested. So how, how does that resonate with us sitting in a cubicle? Don't sit around and complain. Unless you're fully engaged, fully invested, fully available, then don't just sit around and complain. You, it, I, my opinion. And I know it's, uh, you know, every case is different and all, all this sort of stuff, right? You don't know my situation, all that. I'm just telling you something to consider. Don't sit around in a cubicle and complain about stuff if you're not fully invested, fully engaged, and fully a part of the team and the project or the sales or, you know, whatever it might be. That I don't think that affords you that right to complain. When I was coaching, and, I, and this person may, or may listen to our podcast, and him and I have talked about it since then, so I'm not uh, making him feel bad. But when I coached, we had a coach that would help us out, and he would show up once a week. He would show up once a week, but then he always kind of told us what we were doing wrong. Then it would be like, okay, I'll see you next Thursday. Then he'd show up for two hours on that Thursday, tell us everything we're doing wrong, or tell us what the players aren't doing right, or why, you know, and just really kind of was like, hey, we, I stopped him at one point. Hey, enough. Like if you're only going to show up once a week, then I don't think it affords you the right to sit here and complain and tell us what we're doing. like. You need to roll in here and be positive. You need to be engaged. You need to be, you know, supportive of what we're doing because we are here grinding it every day. So it's kind of that idea. Like people are working, people are invested. There's a phrase, right? If you're taking notes or if you're driving in a car, you know, you sweat with the players, sweat with the players as the leader. 
You know, leaders eat last. That was a big thing from two weeks ago. Sweat with the players. Be invested in that. You should all be sitting around getting out of your cube instead of just sitting there and complaining, right? You, you're, and this is not in my notes. You're either an energy giver or an energy taker. So on every team that you're a part of, there was something from Gino Oriyama, who's the head coach at Connecticut Women's Basketball, who's regarded as one of the best coaches. He was like, you're all better off once you figure out that you're all a part of a team. You will be more, you will get more done. You will be more productive. You will better have better teams and businesses and strategies if you immediately you start to recognize you are part of a team. Most people, some people don't think they're a part of a team. I got a minute left, but you're either an energy taker or an energy giver. So if you're sitting in your cubicle complaining, you're sucking the energy out of the group and you don't even know it. If you're not fully invested, fully committed, fully engaged, and and an energy giver to the group. So one of the main things here is that we talked about is that you're driven by you're either there's asking and there's giving. There's asking and there's giving. This was a Gary V quote. And he says, I prefer the giving. I prefer the giving. There's a lot of other things here uh, that I could go into uh, on my notes. So this is what um, the last thing is that I highlighted here. But you want to be somebody, be a leader that inspires, but that not only inspires. That's one, that's one pillar. Not only inspires, but inspires to action. Right. And those are things I do with the groups I'm, I'm leading. So this isn't all on, hey, this is what I do, all this or like that. I've got, I think I can do a decent job of inspiring the groups I'm with, but I've got to inspire to action. I've got to take them and say, so if I'm only with the group on Monday, it's got to be that Thursday when they've been away from me for three days, that they're still inspired to action. And then I need to make sure that I re-inspire and that it's always, they always come to me. So listen to this. Last thing, the people I'm under always come to me to get their cup filled, right? I want people always coming to me to get their cup filled. I want people to walk away from me from an engagement, a sales meeting, a discussion, a phone call, even an email, a vo- whatever it might be, that they walk away saying, man, my cup is full. Like hanging out with that guy, having that guy be my leader, having that guy be the one I report to, that is the guy that fills my cup every day. What if we were all like, what if we were that guy? What if everybody walked away from us that reported to you, they walked away every day saying, man, my cup, like, it's not just like that project or that client or that sale or any of that. But like, my life is better when I go visit with that guy and I walk away and my cup is full. Does that make like, I've gone over now, but that resonates with me because that's good. That's going to be my thing today. I'm gonna, I want to impact and provide value to at least one person today when they walk away from my conversation that they sit there and are inspired, but they more so they sit back and say, my cup is full. My cup is full just by that conversation. And I could go into some other things. I got a full page of notes here. I hope that you have a great week. I apologize for not getting this out on Monday, uh, but it's Tuesday. Have a great week. We do have some guests lined up. I may not have one for this Thursday, which is in two days. We do have some people who are working on some schedules with some things. But I hope you had a great Monday. I hope you have a great rest of the week. Um, please share this with somebody. Um, please connect. If you're listening to this, please connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, that seems to be uh, my chosen platform for right now. Um, meet with somebody today and have them walk away feeling like their cup is full right? Eight, 10 hour days, 
This is what we do for a living. This is our livelihood. This is where we spend 80, 90, 80% of our life. Fill somebody's cup so they enjoy what they're doing. Have a great week, rest of the week.